0: Lars Porsena of Clusium By the nine gods he swore That the great house of Tarkin Should suffer wrong no more. By the nine gods he swore it, And named a trysting day, And bade his messengers ride forth, East and west and south and north, To summon his array. East and west and south and north The messengers ride fast, And tower and town and cottage Have heard the trumpets blast. Shame on the false Etruscan, who lingers in his home, When Porcina of Clusium is on the march for Rome. The horsemen and the footmen are pouring in a man, For many a stately marketplace, for many a fruitful plain, from many a lonely hamlet, which hid by beech and pine, Like eagles' nest, hang on the crest of purple apennine, From lordly Volatere, where scowls the far-famed hold, Piled by the hands of giants, for godlike kings of old. From Sigurd Populonia, whose sentinels descry, Sardinia's snowy mountaintops fringing in the southern sky. From the proud mart of Pisae, queen of the western waves, where ride Massilia's triremes, heavy with fair-haired slaves. From where sweet Clanus wanders, through corn and vines and flowers. From where Cortona lifts to heaven. Her diadem of towers. Tall are the oaks whose acorns drop in dark rill. Fed are the stags that champ the boughs of the Saminian hill. Beyond all streams, Quetumnus is to the herdsman dear. Best of all pools, the fowler loves the great Volsinian mere. But now no stroke of woodman is heard by Arser's rill. No hunter tracks the stag's green path up the Saminian hill. Unwatched along Clutumnus grazes the milk-white steer. Unharmed, the waterfowl may dip in the Valsinian mirror. The harvests of Eresham this year, old men shall reap. This year, young boys in Umbro shall plunge the struggling sheep. And in the vats of Luna, this year the must shall foam round the white feet of laughing girls, whose sires have marched to Rome. There be thirty chosen prophets. The wisest of the land, who always by Lars Porsena both morn and evening stand, evening and morn the thirty, have turned the verses are, traced from the right on linen white by mighty seers of yore, and with one voice the thirty, have their glad answer given. Go forth, go forth, Lars Porsena, go forth, beloved of heaven, go and return in glory, to Clusium's royal dome, and hang round NERSCIA'S altars the golden shields of rome and now hath every city sent up her tale of men the foot a fourscore thousand the horse of thousands ten before the gates of sutrium has met the great array a proud man was lars porcina upon the trysting day for all the etruscan armies were ranged beneath his eye and many a banished roman and many a stout ally and with a mighty following to join the muster came the Tusculan Mamilius, prince of the Latian name, but by the Yellow Tiber was tumbled in affright, from all the spacious Champagne to Rome, and took their flight. A mile around the city, the throng stopped up the ways. A fearful sight it was to see, through two long night and days, for aged folk on crutches, and women great with child, and mothers sobbing over babes that clung to them and smiled, and sick men borne on litters high on the necks of slaves. And troops of sunburned husbandmen with reaping hooks and staves, and droves of mules and asses laden with skins of wine, and endless flocks of goats and sheep, and endless herds of kine, and endless trains of wagons that creaked beneath the weight of corn sacks and of household goods choked every roaring gate. Now from the rock Tarpeian could the Wanburas spy the line of blazing villages red in the midnight sky, the fathers of the city. They sat all night and day. For every hour, some horsemen came with tidings of dismay. To eastward and to westward have spread the Tuscan bands. Nor house, nor fence, nor dovecote in Crustum Miriam stands. Verbena down to Ostia hath wasted all the plain. Astur hath stormed Janiculum, and the stout guards are slain. I wist in all the Senate there was no heart so bold, but sore it ached and fast it beat when that ill news was told. Forthwith uprose the consul, uprose the fathers all, in haste they girded up their gowns and hide them to the wall. They held a council standing before the river gate. Short time there was, ye well may guess, for musing or debate. Out spake the consul roundly, the bridge must go straight down, for since Jinicalum is lost, naught else can save the town. Just then a scout came flying, all wild with haste and fear. To arms, to arms, Sir Consul Lars Porsena is here! On the low hills to westward, the consul fixed his eye, and saw the swarthy storm of dust ride fast along the sky, and nearer, fast and nearer, doth the red whirlwind come, and louder still, and still more loud, from underneath that rolling cloud, is heard the trumpets worn out proud, the trampling and the hum, and plainly and more plainly, now through the gloom appears, Far left and far to right, in broken gleams of dark blue light, the long array of helmets bright, the long array of spears. And plainly and more plainly, above that glittering line, now well might ye see the banners of twelve fair cities shine. But the proud banner of Clusium was highest of them all, the terror of the Umbrium, the terror of the Gaul. And plainly and more plainly, now might the burghers know by port and vest, by horse and crest, each warlike Lucamo, There Clenius of Eresham, on, fl- on his fleet roan was seen, an Aster of the fourfold shield, girt with the brand none else may wield, Talumnius with the belt of gold, and dark verbeni from the hold, by Riti Thazimin. Fast by the royal standard, o'erlooking all the war, Lars of Clusium sat in his ivory car, by the right wheel rode Romilius, prince of the Latian name, And by the left false Sextus, that wrought the deed of shame. But when the face of Sextus was seen among the foes, A yell that rent the firmament from all the towns arose. On the housetops was no woman, but spat towards him and hissed, No child but screamed out curses, and shook its little fist. But the consul's brow was sad, and the consul's speech was low, and darkly looked he at the wall, and darkly at the foe. Their van will be upon us, before the bridge goes down. And if they once may win the bridge, what hope to save the town. Then out spake brave Horatius, the captain of the gate. To each man upon this earth, death cometh soon or late. And how can men die better, than facing fearful odds, For the ashes of his fathers, and the temples of his gods? and for the tender mother who dandled him to rest, and for the wife whose nurses his baby at her breast, and for the holy maidens who feed the eternal flame to save them from false sextus that wrought the deed of shame. hew down the bridge, Sir Consul, with all the speed ye may. I, with two more to help me, will hold the foe and play, and yon straight path a thousand may well be stopped by three. Now who will stand on either hand? And keep the bridge with me. Then out spake Spurius Lartius, a Ramnian proud was he. Lo, I will stand at thy right hand, and keep the bridge with thee. And out spake strong Herminius, of Titian blood was he. I will abide on thy left side, and keep the bridge with thee. Horatius, quoth the consul, as thou say it, let it be. And straight against that dauntless array went forth the dauntless three. <laughs> and straight against that great array went forth the dauntless three. <sighs> For Romans in Rome's quarrel Spared neither land nor gold, nor son, nor wife, Nor limb, nor life in the brave days of old. Then none was for a party, then all were for the state. Then the great man helped the poor, And the poor man loved the great. Then lands were fairly portioned, Then spoils were fairly sold. The Romans were like brothers in the brave days of old. Now Roman is to Roman, More hateful than a foe, And the tribunes beard the high. And the fathers grind the low, as we, wax hot, as we wax hot in faction, In battle we wax cold, Where four men fight not as they fought In the brave days of old. Now while the three were tightening, The harness on their backs, The consul was the foremost man To take in hand an axe, And fathers, mixed with commons, Seized hatchet, and crow, And smot upon the planks below And loosed the props below. Meanwhile the Tuscan army, Right glorious to behold, came flashing back the noonday light rank behind rank like surges bright of a broad sea of gold four hundred trumpets sounded a peal of warlike glee as that great host with measured tread and spears advanced and ensign spread rolled slowly towards the bridge's head where stood the dauntless three the three stood calm and silent and looked upon the foes and a great shout of laughter from all the vanguard rose and four three chiefs came spurring before that deep array, To earth they sprang, their swords they drew, And lifted high their shields and flew To win the narrow way Honest from Green to Fernum, Lord of the Hill of Vines, And Saeus, whose eight hundred slaves, sicken in Elva's mines And Picus longed Clusium, vassal in peace and war, Who led to fight his Umbrian powers, From that grey crag where girt with towers, The fortress of Niquinium Lowers, Or the pale waves of Nar. Stout Larcius hurled down us into the stream beneath, Herminius struck at Saus, and clove him to the teeth, at Picus brave Horatius darted when fiery thrust, and the proud Umbrian's gilded arms clashed in the bloody dust. Then Arcnus of Philaria rushed on the Roman three, and Laslus of Ergo, the rover of the sea, And Arons of Vulcinium, who slew the great wild boar. The great wild boar that had his den, Amidst the reeds of Cosus Fen, And wasted fields and slaughtered men, along Albinia's shore. Herminius smote down Arons, Lartius laid Acnus low, Right to the heart of Lausilus Horatius sent a blow. Lie there, he cried, Fell pirate, no more aghast and pale, From Ostia's walls the crowd shall mark, The track of thy destroying bark, No more Campania's hind shall fly, to woods and caverns when they spy thy thrice accursed sail. But now no sound of laughter was heard among the foe. A wild and wrathful clamor rose. Ah, heh, but now no sound of laughter was heard among the foes. A wild and wrathful clamor from all the vanguard rose. Six spears' length from the entrance halted that mighty mass, and for a space no man came forth to win the narrow pass. But hark, the cry is Aster, and lo, the ranks divide, and the great lord of Luna comes with his stately stride. Upon his ample shoulders clangs loud the fourfold shield, and in his hand he shakes the brand which none but he can wield. He smiled on those bold Romans, a smile serene and high. He eyed the flinching Tuscans, and scorn was in his eye, quoth he the she-wolf's litter Stand savagely at bay, but will ye dare to follow if Aster clears the way? Then, whirling up his broadsword with both hands to the height, he rushed upon Horatius and smote him with all his might. With shield and blade, Horatius right deftly turned the blow. The blow, though turned, came yet too nigh. It missed his helm but gashed his thigh. The Tuscans raised a joyful cry to see the red blood flow. He reeled non Herminius. He leaned one breathing space, Then, like a wildcat mad with wounds, sprang right at Aster's face. Through teeth and skull and helmet, so fierce a thrust he sped. The good sword stood a handbreadth out behind the Tuscan's head, And the great lord of Luna fell at that deadly stroke, As falls on Mount Avernus a thunder smitten oak. Far o'er the crashing forest, the giant arms lie spread. And the pale augurs muttering low Gaze on the blasted head On Astor's throat Horatius Right firmly pressed his heel And thrice and four times tugged a mane Ere he wrenched out the steel And said, see, he cried The welcome, fair guests That waits you here What noble Lucamo comes next To taste our Roman cheer But at his haughty challenge A sullen murmur ran Mingled with wrath and shame and dread Along that glittering van there lacked not men of prowess, nor men of lordly race, for all Etruria's noblest were round the fatal place, but all Etruria's noblest felt their hearts to see, felt their hearts sink to see on the earth the bloody corpses in the path the dauntless three, and from the ghastly entrance where all those bold Romans stood, all shrank like boys who unaware, ranging the woods to start a hare. Come to the mouth of the dark lair where growling low a fierce old bear lies amidst blood and bones. Was none who would be foremost to lead such dire attack. But those behind cried forward, and those behind cried back, and backwards ah, but those behind cried forward and those before cried back, and backward now and forward wavers the deep array, and on the tossing ste of steel, to and fro the standards reel and the victorious trumpet-peal dies fitfully away. Yet one man, for one moment, strode out before the crowd. Well-known was he to all the three, and they gave him greeting loud. Now welcome, welcome, Sextus, now welcome to thy home. Why dost thou stay and turn away? Here lies the road to Rome. Thrice looked he at the city, thrice looked he at the dead, and thrice came on in fury, and thrice turned back in dread. And white with fear and hatred, scowled at the narrow way, where wallowing in a pool of blood the bravest Tuscans lay. But meanwhile, axe and lever have manfully been plied, and now the bridge hangs tottering above the boiling tide. Come back, come back, Horatius, loud cried the fathers all. Back, Lartius, back, Herminius, back ere the ruin fall. Back darted Spurius Lartius, Herminius darted back, and as they passed beneath their feet, they felt the timbers crack. But when they turned their faces, and on the farther shore, saw brave Horatius stand alone, they would have crossed once more. But with a crash like thunder, fell every loosened beam. And like a dam, the mighty mighty wreck lay right athwart the stream. And a long shout of triumph rose from the walls of Rome, as to the highest turret tops was splashed the yellow foam. And like a horse unbroken, when first he feels the rain, a furious river struggled hard and tossed its tawny mane, and burst the curb and bounded, rejoicing to be free, and whirling down in fierce career, battlement and plank and pier, rushed headlong to the sea. Alone stood brave Horatius, but Constance still in mind, thrice thirty thousand foes before in the broad flood behind. Down with them, cried false Sextus, with a smile on his pale face. Now yield ye, cried Lord, Lars Porcina, now yield ye to our grace. Round turned he as not deigning, these craven ranks to see, not spake ye to Lars Porcina, to Sextus not spake he. But he saw on Palatinus the white porch of his home, and he spake to the noble river that rolls by the towers of Rome, O Tiber, Father Tiber, to whom the Romans pray, a Roman's life, a Roman's arms, Take in now, charge this day. So he spake, and speaking sheathed the good sword by his side, and with his harness on his back plunged headlong in the tide. No sound of joy or sorrow was heard from either bank, but friends and foes in dumb surprise, with parted lips and straining eyes, stood gazing where he sank. And when above the surges they saw his crest appear, all Rome sent forth a rapturous cry, and even the ranks of Tuscani could scarce forbear to cheer. But fiercely ran the current, swollen high by months of rain, and fast his blood was flowing, and he was sore in pain, and heavy with his armor, and spent with changing blows. And off they thought him sinking, but still again he rose. Never I weened did swimmer in such an evil case, struggle through a raging flood safe to the landing place. But his limbs were borne up bravely by the brave heart within, and our good father Tiber bore bravely up his shin, ha, <laughs> brave, bravely up his chin. Curse on him, quoth false Sextus, will not the villain drown? But for the stay, or close the day, we should have sacked the town. Heaven help him, quoth Lars Porsena, and bring him safe to shore, for such a gallant feat of arms was never seen before. And now he feels the bottom, now on dry earth he stands. Now round him throng the fathers to press his gory hands, and now with shouts and clapping, and noise of weeping loud, he enters through the river gate, borne by the joyous crowd. They gave him of the cornland that was of public right, as much as two strong oxen could plough from morn till night, and they made a molten image and set it up on high, and there it stands unto this day to witness if I lie. It stands in the commissium plain for all folks to see, Horatius in the harness, halting upon one knee, and underneath is written, in letters all of gold, how valiantly he kept the bridge in the brave days of old, and still his name sounds stirring unto the men of Rome, as the trumpet blast that cries to them to charge the Volscian home, and wives still pray to Juno, for boys with hearts as bold, as he who kept the bridge so well in the brave days of old. And in the nights of winter, when the cold north winds blow, and the long howling of the wolves is heard amidst the snow, when round the, lo- the lonely cottage roars loud the tempest's din, and the good laws of Algadus roar ya. I'm going to do this one again. And in the nights of winter, when the cold north wind blow, one more time. And in the nights of winter, when the cold north winds blow, and the long howling of the wolves is heard amidst the snow, when round the lonely cottage roars loud the tempest's thin, and the good logs of algodas roar louder yet within, when the oldest cask is opened and the largest lamp is lit, when the chestnuts glow in the embers and the kid turns on the spit, when young and old encircle around the firebrand's close, when the girls are weaving baskets and the lads are shaping bows, When the goodman mends his armor and trims his helmet's plume, When the goodwife's shuttle merrily goes flashing through the loom, With weeping and with laughter, still is the story told, How well Horatius kept the bridge in the brave days of old.